Hello, and welcome to Anthems. We are a couple of fans discussing Canadian prog rock made by our favorite trio of Alex Lyson on guitar, Neil Diamond on drums, <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> Neil Peart, uh, on percussion, uh, rather, really, and of course, Getty Lee on bass and vocals and synth. It's Rush! <laughs> <laughs> new intro wow hey everyone my name is miles i'm the biggest rush fan in the known universe doubt it uh okay and we're talking about the album what's your name oh my name <laughs> you might ask <laughs> my name is craig all right craig let's talk about rush shall we let's talk about Power Windows. We're talking about Power Windows, the 11th uh, album by Rush, and which coincides with our 11th episode, which is crazy. Um, Whoa. Yeah, Who man. would have thought the math works out? The math works out fairly well there. But uh, yeah, we're really going to break it down. Craig, you gave me a little bit of uh, uh, spoilers on what your initial thoughts maybe were on the album before we recorded. And I am curious to see uh, what they are by the end of this episode. Yeah, I mean, it may may not be my favorite album. Let me just say that. Right. Uh, at this point in the discog. Without saying so much, yes. <laughs> that is not true for me. I guess what I'll say is that this is, this is the final album of what I've considered... Uh, you know, whatever the album, essential of, rush, the essential rush, the crown jewels, as it were, of the rush discography. This is the final jewel, uh, which is not okay. to say there aren't um, amazing albums or songs after this, but we're just at the end of the streak, the amazing streak, the classic streak. So, That's, yeah, which for for me may have ended. <laughs> that ended probably literally years ago. Yeah, it's been so long. It's been. It feels like so long. <laughs> but I'm half joking. I mean, this stuff, like, to me, this album, and I guess the last uh, couple, maybe, is they've just started, started sounding really 80s. And, and just some of the sounds sound a little dated to me or, like, a little bit funny. Yeah, I mean, this one in particular could sound that way because what I did want to point out right away is that there are a few additional keyboard and synthesizer musicians credited. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, like that I didn't know, actually. Right, so and neither did I, really, or to what extent. And in fact, I don't know really where they're doing things, but I can only assume that they're adding certain little stabs and songs that kind of um, are littered throughout a lot of these tracks here. But... Uh, we have Andy Richards providing additional keyboards, and we have Jim Burgess uh, providing additional synthesizers. Um, not to mention Anne Dudley providing string arrangements. Uh, there are some strings, uh, live strings recorded for this record. Uh, oh, okay. I think I have down here later in the notes. Uh, I think I have like the strings sound fake or something like that. <laughs> I mean, depends on the song. Maybe there are some fake ones somewhere, but yeah, could be. They're real, dude. Um, yeah, we also oh, have Andrew Jackman credited as the conductor, and the choir provides additional. The train levels. of the train. Yeah, I mean, is okay. not every album a train of sorts? Uh, jumping on the rush train. Hey. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, jump, I'm jumping off this train because I can't think of any jokes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's interesting because you are kind of talking about this album sounding very dated. I, you could say it does because these keyboards that these other musicians add do sound very of the time. Um, yeah, very of the time, like early ish, like keyboard synths in like modern music, pop stuff. Totally. Um, it's, like other bands are are using these sounds too. It's not like Rush is just like unique. pulling, yeah, like these crazy synth sounds or anything. Um, but yeah, like it's just not my favorite. Like the horns, especially on this album, uh, I just like I can't. I just can't. Well, <laughs> I listen to this album a few times, and uh, I do with every, like all these albums. Um, I listen to them a few times, and sometimes they grow on me, and. I don't know if so far it's now. grown on me yet. <laughs> uh, well, I need to listen a few more times, maybe. Some of the growers that aren't showers take more time than you want them to. But I, I get it. I don't know. I guess what I'll say is that uh, when I first... I saw the music video for The Big Money, which is the opening track on this album. We'll segue into that very shortly, but, you know, yeah. hearing that music, this very synth-heavy version of Rush paired with this very, like... 80s looking you know version of the band how they dressed how they looked and <laughs> yeah. the, the cgi that's used in that music video it left a very bad taste in my mouth for a long time but i, can't I don't think i've seen uh, honestly it's funny because normally i watch the video versions of the songs uh at some point but i i didn't uh, i didn't see this one okay the big money is pretty funny uh, so I recommend it. I, I've come to appreciate all of that now, all the cheese, all the splendor, all of the dated sounds. Uh, I'm all good with it. Uh, yeah, what the I, fine wine. A bit of a fine wine, yes. Um, okay, also really quickly before we get into it, because I want to get talking about it here. Um, I was going to say a thing. Yeah, and that thing is that Neil and Getty consider this among their greatest albums they've ever put out. Um, Whoa. Getty calling it their greatest of the 80s and 90s yeah i wonder why they uh i wonder why this album you know like uh, in specific the story in the rush canon now is that this was the album where they perfected the blend of keyboards and and guitars which is totally up to the uh. yeah and, uh, <laughs> wait hit, hit the uh wait, board lord i bet there's a sound for that oh not on the page oh shoot <laughs> Hey, Hold on. do these, uh, what was I supposed to, <laughs> maybe they know, all right, okay, there we go, <laughs> I got it, all righty, uh, yeah. uh, notably Alex, I have not heard such a high praise from him as the guitar player who is increasingly being pushed back in the, yeah, you know, the, There's a couple right. songs on on the album I think that uh he gets a bit of shine but shine is, yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah Okay, uh, well, are we going to segue here? Let's uh let's talk big money. Let's talk big money, dude. Which by the way, can <laughs> I borrow some money, bro? Dude, I mean not big money, that's for sure. <laughs> can I borrow small money? Little money. Little money. <laughs> Big okay, money. so it opens. Eh, sorry. <laughs> ba -da -ba yeah, it, it's it's like a it's like a late eighties, 
early it's sounding like it's like a thriller starring harrison ford <laughs> like it's totally like action adventure sounding to me that sounds good to me so far so good so what and there's some cool they're like I guess this whole album, but this song too has some like some cool sounds. Like like they're not all cheese. Like the bass reminds me of uh, like a cartoon alien gun or something. Yeah, the bass tone is quite. I don't know. It's like a bit slappier or snappier or something than uh, yeah. than it was on Grace. Grace is a pretty muted bass sound overall. Maybe the weakest bass sound ever on a Rush album. Which yeah. I don't know. And I, yeah, I'll say like. Sorry. I don't know if that's worth talking about right now. Getting making a bold claim like that, but just thinking about it right now, maybe that's true. But um, on this album, yeah, it's a little bit more. <laughs> like it's that sort of a sound, you know. Like if this album does have something going for it, it's character. Like there's a lot of character and everything, and you know it's very vibrantly colored that way and. I, I can appreciate that the album and and the song. I think that the song is is kind of angular and vibrantly colored. If that makes sense. No, totally. Yeah, it's very textural. Like it is a thing I noticed this time around. I guess when trying to compare it to Grace Under Pressure, is that it is a bit more just like textured sounds. Like it's a step mm-hmm. away from reggae a bit yeah. more and more into just yeah, like kind of washes of sound and. <laughs> and then more explosive choruses, I guess. Uh, it's less noise to me. Like it's more po- pointed, like pointed instruments. Right. In this, right. Now. It's less of a dense sound. It's more. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. can hear things in like a stereo kind of way happening. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a place. They have a place. Things have a place. Yeah. Would you even say that for this track? Because this the single version of this and what's on the music video is a shortened intro but this goes on quite a while and we get a lot of different keyboard sounds they're coming at you all over the place it's kind of of, of funny but i do like it yeah i I mean some of the sounds i think i said it already that i'm not like in love with some of the sounds uh and some of the parts are pretty cheesy but i think that that's kind of on point for the band maybe and, and where they're at and like they're kind of doing their thing and i guess that's fine they have uh like you know rush stops and starts and some like thrown in bits here and there that sort of work with the rhythm of things and like or or don't and like kind of throw it off a little bit and but it's all it's all still fluid you know uh i even even the weird like the weird things, just the weird sounds, the little bits of cheese. I, I think it still, uh, it still works, especially in this song. This is one of my favorite songs on the album for sure. Mm-hmm. It hits pretty hard. They definitely uh, embrace the cheese. Like yeah, like even the guitar tone, like the guitar tone, I'm not in love with, and yeah, I think he's like Alex is a great musician and just sometimes the like it's not as complimentary as as i want it to be though mm. i guess it's actually a little in the way the way he's doing yeah it. yeah and it's kind of like how you're talking about that that yeah like maybe you know everything has a place but i do find that uh on the last album like you said it was it was more 
like a big washed out uh you know tone but this album's a little bit it does it better but i still find that is the case there it is still a bit washed out it is still a bit too yeah i don't know just like doesn't it doesn't fit as well maybe sometimes yeah there are parts where it's like the guitar kind of pops in a way that i don't know i guess you could I could hear it as being a little bit too busy, but I still like it. Like the, uh, I don't know if you'd call it the chorus for this song, but the, uh, like it's the power and the glory. It's a war in paradise part. He's playing these really kind of sparkly arpeggio things on the guitar. And it's, um, kind of clashing with the vocals maybe a little mm. bit, but not too much. Like I, I like it. And you know, arpeggiation is a big part of Alex's sound. So I'm into it. And this album has a lot of arpeggiation for sure. For That's sure, yeah. All over the place with the sequencer and yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of just arpeggios in general. Yeah. Sure. Well, if y'all don't know, arpeggios are kind of the individual notation voicings of a chord, I guess. So you know, instead of strumming a, a chord with all the strings on a guitar, you're individually plucking each string. Uh, yeah. Or, or, Give you us know, an in example diff- in different patterns. Sure. What does that sound like? Big money goes around the world. The delivery is kind of fun. The delivery is pretty fun. It's a fun song. Uh, it is a fun song. Yeah, uh, it is. I'll give you that. Okay, I don't know where my pit. Oh, here we go. It's always under the keyboard. It's always under the keyboard. There are children screaming outside. <laughs> oh, it's not in the basement. <laughs> I don't live in a basement. An example could be a song that we were talking about quite a few albums ago. Uh, the whole. From uh, Natural Science. Like, those are arpeggios. Mm. You could go. Those are kind of individual yeah. chords, but instead you're kind of making a pattern around the notes in the chord, uh, which is hard to do while you're talking over it. But, um, yeah, but it sounds nice, and uh, it's a it's a good device for changing it up. And right, even in you know like uh, the spirit of radio, we've got. Those nice chiming, ringing strings. It's just, it makes for a nice wash, a nice audio wash. Yeah, so, uh, okay, well, what else? The lyrics um, are are pretty straightforward. Yeah, they're not really, they don't really vary a lot. And I mean, it has an interesting enough message, which is that, I don't know, money. Yeah, money got no soul, right? No so it's soul. Just like yeah. it's humans that kind of have have the power to kind of whatever manage if money is used in in moral or immoral ways, I guess maybe. Uh, to me, it's like it brings out the worst. Right. People, like the force of evil, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, and it's like an interesting enough idea, like to talk about or to to have as a subject for a, a song. But it it does grate on me listening to it now, and just the repeated, you know, big money goes around the world, big money underground, big money. Like 
the repetition yeah, the of the phrases because <laughs> even in the chorus where it's like the uh it's a power it's like sometimes glory, it's a war in paradise yeah and sometimes but it's just yeah it's always repeating uh the first yeah word of every phrase which is a pattern it's fun but it's i don't know i don't i don't love it now but i i really do like this song musically uh which yeah elevates it enough that it doesn't bother me really so that's kind of my feeling about it yeah okay the guitar right. solo is really great i like that the build-up it's kind of cool alex plays he uh he kind of like hits the string and like hits this bend kind of right before the band kind of kicks in like uh, before it like really picks up kind of near the end of the guitar solo section, um, which is very interesting. Like it's, it's, mm. it, you'd feel like it, it should be more on time with it, but he kind of hits it a few beats before everything like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll drop, we'll drop it in. Yeah. Drop it in. Drop it. Okay. Grand, grand song and grand <laughs> designs. Sounds a bit like uh, New World, man. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought high, of that. Higher pitched. I'm just thinking about it now, singing it angelically as I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't get over though the the synth and the strings and the the sounds like in this song. I yeah, I struggle with it a bit. I don't know. Yeah, this one is more of a slow burn. It's not one of my favorite tracks on the album. I guess I'd say, but it's so good. Yeah, they have some. They, there's some cool parts like the synth piano sequence. Uh, it's it's a bit of a departure from the more electronic stuff. Uh, the the there's a there's a pinch harmonic section that sounds like another like a different song. What's the the 104 guitar pinch harmonics remind me of a different Rush song? It's like it's like oh uh 104. Now I gotta look at it. Well, 104 doesn't have anything like that. Is this a different song I'm referencing? Oh, is it like a barrel, barrel, barrel? Is it no, it's it says pinch harmonics. Oh, I'm not hearing pinch harmonics at 104. Get your time right, bro. Yeah, apparently I rushed through this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, hold up. Let's go. Oh, there it is. Thank you. It's like one minute. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm... <laughs> We're both doing the same part. We're both doing the same part. Oh, it's yeah. like high, though. Yeah. Well, Sounded like you're like... Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> well, I can't go that high. I have a low voice. <laughs> so <I'm... laughs> yeah, well, those, those are natural harmonics, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Where natural they? harmonics. Yeah, those aren't... It's like... So, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. That sounds like um, Red Barchetta a little bit. Dear, in, dear, the, dear, dear, in the natural harmonic, like a natural harmonic? Well, because there's natural harmonics in that song, too. And then Yeah, because yeah. it reminded me of a specific 
like that sound. Yeah, anyway, okay. that makes sense. Well, that will be edited, on. that'll be edited greatly, but it will be included. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This just like isn't it's Is it? almost a rush banger to me, like almost. almost. It could have been. Okay. Like it could have been, but to me it's the the electronic sounds and like the kind of jarring sequences and I don't know. I mean there's not a lot of dull moments, I think, and and they, you know, the sections are uh still pretty thought out, I think. Mhm. To me, it's just this is one that it admittedly does blend with a few other tracks on this album for some reason. Um, so I think this album all sounds similar to itself a bit. A little bit. It does have a sound. It, it's it's pretty light and airy. Oh, so that is one thing I didn't mention at the start here, which I should do. But um, <clears throat> yeah, this was recorded actually in quite a few different places. But um, it was released October fifteenth, nineteen eighty five. It was recorded at Manor Studio, Oxfordshire, England, Sarm mm. E Studios, London, Angel Studios, London, the famous Abbey Road Studios, London, oh. and Air Montserrat. Montserrat. Um, and it was produced by Peter Collins. So anyway, Peter Collins is responsible for a lot of the uh, production choices on this album. And so it, it, it's, it's very light. Even in the heavier moments, you know, it doesn't sound like super fucking crushing, uh, you know, <laughs> which Rush yeah. is known for. Like, the, yeah. the, this is pretty far away from Sickness X 1 book 1, you know. Yeah, I think I had written down at some point, I had like, where, like, where am I? Like, you know, like, it feels like years since, you know, we were floating through space, like, you know, <laughs> fucking, yeah. oh man, on a you know, cruise missile made a base, like, it just is so, I don't know, it's, it's changed, man. It, yeah. And I think that it's matured in, in a lot of ways and refined, but, you know, it's not exactly. It's not necessarily into, better. And yeah, I was gonna say it's not worse. like refined into gold. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. You can refine shit into diamond, can't you? I mean, I think because it's carbon, you can refine basically anything. Hell it's yeah. just like Are you squish, an alchemist? Squish that some, like alchemy to squish me. some carbon and make <laughs> diamonds. Well, I don't have time for that. You can't make gold though, I'm pretty sure that was the thing that oh, people wanted annoying. really wanted to do, but yeah, yeah you can't do that. <sighs> Transmutation, I think, is what it's called. Um, yeah, this uh, this song. Is, <laughs> yeah. This song is. From oh me. yeah, Rush. <laughs> I'm just staring at my like plant <laughs> in the corner of my room, just like hmm. Uh, mm, no. gold. I'm like, what a what a lush uh, fern. I oh yeah, this this song is actually very <laughs> lush, uh, and it really is. Like uh, the solo section, the way it goes into the last chorus is really nice. Like Alex is kind of. Um, I think expanding on the kind of chordal ideas that he was doing in solos from the last album, where the way this album is produced, it does kind of make it for a more of a, I don't know, just a <laughs> trippy experience, I guess. Like, I don't know how to put it better than that. Like, there's kind of some cool ways that in this solo he's playing melodies and then, and then he's hitting you with a chord and it feels like it's coming from out of nowhere, like in space, like it's like crashes into you like a wave sort of thing like it's very maybe that's cool. like maybe that's my issue is i'm just not like 
sitting down with headphones exactly. I don't think I actually sat down with headphones with this. One. Usually I do, but um, this is I think a I just kind of headphone album. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but good, good track. It, I'm not going to say it's a B plus, but it is maybe a minus for me. A minus. Yeah, pretty basic, like straightforward uh, lyrics, like I guess, and yeah. Uh, well, now I've got to pull them up because uh, that's all I had written. <laughs> <laughs> Stellar analysis. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Admittedly, I didn't do much lyrical analysis for this myself, so I can't. Like everything but this song, I really and I did look at it. And what I, the thing I the other thing I have written down actually is there's a lot of O's. <laughs> <laughs> at the end it's like oh 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 there's like a wall of o's it's just so many o's wall of o's oh better a wall of o's than a wall of eyes yeah yeah they well, talk about metal actually in the song like a rare and precious metal beneath a ton of rock it takes some time and trouble to separate from the stock yeah like that part's fun it's a nice like upbeat like you know this this album in general and you know with songs like this really it, it's like a 180 pivot from uh russia or rush under pressure uh, Grace Under Pressure <laughs> being a very dark, you know, minor key based album. Uh, and then this one just being a lot more like of the typical kind of like jolly sounding Rush uh, stuff that we're it actually is very, a bit more used to. Yeah, pop jolly kind of stuff. Light, it's jolly. like, uh, what I was going to say about this is that it's like, it's just like light rock as opposed to. Yeah, it's to, like AOR, like adult oriented radio. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, AOR. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an initialism I know of. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's radio for yeah. adults. Oh, 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 oh. That's all I have to say about the lyrics. Moving uh, on. All right. Well, that's, that's fine. The Manhattan Project. This is cool. Do you know what this is? It's what the Manhattan Project is? The bomb. It's about the, the bomb. bomb. And the yeah. song is the bomb, son. But you do go on to explain, please. Manhattan Project was the code name for the planning of the atomic bomb by the U.S., uh, which I feel like I probably would have learned in high school, but I did after I reread this. And then uh, I thought of the graphic novel. Have you ever uh, heard of? Oh, uh, that's it's a movie too. Of uh, Watchmen. I, I, yeah, actually, Watchmen was my first Blu-ray that I ever purchased. Oh, speaking of Blu-ray, uh, there's a blue man in it uh, who was a nuclear physicist in 1959, had an unfortunate workplace incident and was atomized and subsequently reconstitutes into a super being capable of manipulating things at an atomic level. Oh, don't you hate it when that happens? Fuck. Yeah, you know, shucks. But now I get it. His name was Dr. Manhattan. Whoa! Yeah. It all connects. Whoa! Okay, yeah. okay. So that's what this song is about, broadly. The Gra uh, great graphic novel, if anyone's not read it. So this is like... Time top 100. 
it, it's a uh, yeah and i don't know i'm still on the train of like thinking it was a good movie um i think that yeah. in recent years some people are like what's the point of it but oh i think in com- like in co- any like anything i guess in comparison with the graphic novel it's just like not good but it, like as a movie it's not bad <laughs> right yeah yeah. Right, moving uh, on now. Uh, yeah moving on that was the manhattan project that's manhattan project bro there's some cool op- like the opening in this song is really cool the snare and the uh Uh, well, you want to know what's neat, too, is that, like, they do a similar sort of pattern, like, where the drums and bass are kind of hitting accents to um, end the previous track. And then they kind of start this one up with a similar sort of thing. Um, mm. And, in fact, we're getting a bit of that at the end of, uh, I come to think of it now, at the end of Big Money. Like, that was a big yeah, rhythmic yeah. thing that they were into for this album, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, okay. Repeated and it does people. sound pretty rushy, like uh, like it's staples, you know. Well, Steph. This yeah, album just... sounds like that a bit. What's sounds like a rush staple. Like, like, you can hear it, and it's like, yeah, that's rush. Like, you can almost tell immediately oh, yeah. any of this stuff well, pretty that's... quick. That's what I dig about it, is that, like, call it what it is, it sounds dated, there's a lot of keyboards, it's not that heavy. Yeah, but, like, it sounds so unique, it sounds, like, still, you know, despite all that, like... um, Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, the way we have these musicians playing around with those um, elements, you know, still makes for, to me, a a very enjoyable uh, listening experience. Yeah, and I think the guitar sounds better on this song than on some of the other ones. It yeah. comes through a little bit more. It's more straight, like more like forward in the mix. It has a bit more of a role, I guess, a, a lot of the time. Yeah, like it's it's very melodic. This is a nice melodic kind of sweet sounding song, despite the fact that it's about the bomb. Yeah, the I know. Bomb. It's a it's like a late eighties soft rock romper. <laughs> right. But it's I think I mean like you said I think you know the instrumentals are still maybe more interesting than they should be for that um you know it's pretty thumping the chorus or whatever um the big and bang took and shook the world shut down the rising sun that part fucking cooks mm. <clears throat> uh and the there's some nice poppy bass here and there and some tight grooves yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, very groovy album, man. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's a little more subtle because what Getty's doing isn't, you know, behind a big crunchy sounding bass tone, but it's like, it just yeah. sounds almost more nimble because of that, but it's a bit more like you have to be listening uh, because there's not much Yeah, that's, end. I don't love that about about the album in general. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a strange mixed choice. It, it could use a bit more actual like bass tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for someone who loves the bass tone that Getty achieves for the most, like, usually, I just, like, I feel a little bit let down by this album. You have to, like it's, it's like you said, you have to listen for it as opposed to it sort of slapping you in the face a little bit, which is kind of what I want. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, obviously still up front, like, um, 
God, now I'm like, which track are we on here? But there's at least a few songs where it's it's in your face, right? Like, yeah, look, occasionally there's a flourish or something that's like, you know, and like, it's pretty cool. Uh, and it does come through, uh, especially because uh, it's like I was saying earlier, where there's just spaces for, for instruments more in this one. Totally. You, you just get a space to do something, and, and that's what makes it come through. Not so much that it's like mixed forward, but it's just comes through because there's an opening for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot that, of breathing room in these songs for a lot of the sections. And then there's a bridge in at three twenty four, and things are about to get orchestral. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. And they. And do. they do. And they do. Yeah, it's kind of pretty that part. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that must be that, that, one of the songs that you're talking. Yeah, one of the parts that you're talking about that has some um, orchestrated. Yeah, I, Symphony. Get, I guess so. I think it, it it's this and perhaps more certainly Marathon, the next song, I think, has uh, orchestral right. elements. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of bass flourish, I have 405 bass flourish. I think it's pretty, like, short, but I just I picked that one out. It's like, or something, something like that. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, drop it in. Drop it in. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about the lyrics, but I was just looking at the uh, actual lyrics as opposed to the what it's about. <laughs> what you got for us? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a long, uh, you know, like some of these are, like you said, you know, repetitive and like straightforward. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> Yeah, kind of is. Imagine a place where it all began. They gathered from across the land to work in the secrecy of the dark sand. All of the brightest boys to play with the brightest toys more than they bargained for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're making a bomb. The they Big Bang. Them. Took and shook the world. Shot down the rising sun. The hopeful dependent on a world without end. Whatever the hopeless may say. Yeah, it's uh, and and I like the musically like the section and you know lyrically what's happening here. The imagine a man when it all began, the pilot of an Gay flying out of the shockwave on that August day, and it, there's like everything mm. drops out at one point, flying out of the shockwave on that August day Ooh. and it builds up. So that part, okay, that part rules. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, great, great, great track. Great, great tune. Love it. Yeah, gooder. Um, next one, Miles. Next song. Uh, all right. The next song we're talking about is Marathon Gang. Yeah, Marathon, yeah. and marathon. it's a marathon of a song. Let me tell you. Yeah, one of the one of the longer ones. Yeah, there's some pretty rad bass lines. Um, there still is like this. <laughs> We're going to do it late 80s underdog adventure movie feeling like somehow. I don't know what it is about. There's these few of the tracks on this album that sound like that to me. Yeah. No, I I get it. Uh, I've never quite gotten those visuals, but I understand. (laughs) I understand. Um, 
I don't know. I like uh, when I'm looking at this one, the lyrics and thinking about the sections. Uh, I think it is a cool switch up when in the verse it goes into the more than just survival, more than just a flash. Even though it is doing a little bit of that thing I was complaining about in Big Money where it's repeating a phrase. But uh, yeah. just the way that the groove settles in at that part is pretty fucking clutch. It's like very like, ooh, like I feel like we're like, <laughs> we have a roof off our car and we're going like down the fucking highway. Yeah, it's the summer. I can't help but visualize a marathon, and this song is pretty straightforward in that it's like life is a marathon, or is a mar comparing life to a marathon, or the marathon of life, however you want to phrase it. Exactly. Um, to me, it's a little, I don't know, it's a little on the, on the nose, the right turn of phrase. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I guess. It's, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um but I guess what it, it it what it lacks in um, maybe what would we call it lyrical complexity it makes up for in uh, we get at least a few instances of like the um, music accompanying the lyrics in in fun ways like some of the last bits of lyrics here you can do a lot in a lifetime if you don't burn out too fast and we hear a little. <laughs> like uh, just a keyboard <laughs> pattern that uh, you know, just it's it sounds kind of perfect with that line, right? So uh, there's at least that sort of interplay between the lyrics and the instruments, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, it is very on the nose for sure. It's like I think that is kind of what makes uh, makes a lot of this sound like rushy. Is is that right? That uh, expertly crafted, hey the lyrics are very well reflected in the music sort of thing yeah and just the kind of the call and answer of the lyrics to the music to the yeah. instrumentals the the little uh little ditties and bips and bops and sounds and things that that right. work with the theme of the song yeah i think that not there's not a lot of well i mean Obviously, there are quite a few, um, you know, musicians and bands that think of those things, but I think these guys think of it pretty deeply. And I know it shows have. if you listen. If you if you really listen, it's like pfft. it's right there it's for sure. Yeah, and, and this so is much. going back even to Fly By Night. Like I don't know if we touched on this in the episode because this is what feels like years ago. But uh, yeah. even in Best I Can, we get the line, you know, look around, we'll see who's laughing last, and the little. <laughs> on the guitar <laughs> it's just like yeah it's awesome yeah uh, so i appreciate all that stuff for sure um so again this is uh this is maybe the most b plusy track on the album <laughs> i have yeah, to okay. say it's a little cheese with the strings but not not too cheese i still do like it uh the, but it's there's, a little cheese yeah there's definitely some of those sounds like this, this is a song that could have been plucked from the next album, which, as I was talking about before, it's not in in the great uh, crown. It's not a crown jewel in the great crown of great Rush albums for me. So, yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, there's some things going for it, uh, but I'm not like terribly crazy about the vocals in this one in particular, and. Uh, yeah, it just seems like Getty's spending more time sort of developing the sound outside of the vocals a little bit uh, than sort of relying on them. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, there's a, a nice kind of section near the end where they kind of raise the... Uh, well, because they keep raising the key in the chorus, so it kind of makes it more and more intense. It's a great mm. musical device, but we get some really high screaming from Getty, which maybe, I don't know, we might be hearing some of the highest stuff from him that we've heard in quite a while uh, put to tape, as it were. So that's They're raising cool. the key, like, by an octave, or they're, or no, they're raising the key? No, like, I don't know. I, I'm not entirely by like sure. A fifth or, like a fifth or something. I, I would have to look it up, but we'll say it's something like a full tone, like a, you know, something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. About. Gotcha. Uh, okay, and so I have 228 is the fun part in the long run i don't remember what i was talking i wrote oh this i know what you're ago. talking about because there's the little slap part that the bass does yeah i said blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that part fucking rules <laughs> you know what fuck it this is a name linus this song is fucking sick so uh, yeah like i'm not as familiar with these ones so to me it is like a bit uh, of experimentation into the into these things I'm, i was never a big fan of this stuff so it's nice to kind of dive into stuff that i haven't heard from rush a lot mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean I'm not, I'm not gonna love it all but i certainly love some of it yeah that's good which is something i assumed would happen um but yeah <laughs> it's just there's gonna be maybe just less stuff that you like now but there's still plenty that you will <laughs> 258 it goes into uh like a weird timing or something and it's yeah. like minorly like metal <laughs> i don't know yeah i, I think that part's in seven eight I, I was trying to count it this last time uh it, it's pretty cool it's a pretty i would try to count it i'm i i'm garbage at counting time yeah. like i, I just can not do it I have to, for something that fast, I had to just count it in groups of, like, three and four. Because, like, trying yeah. to do, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three. Like, it's just, like, you get fucking yeah. tongue twisted. One trick that I learned is you say sev instead of seven because it's two syllables. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Instead of saying seven. That would trip oh, me up, actually, for a long time. instead of saying seven. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant instead of saying sever. Yeah, several. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, several. It trips you up. It's a, it's a long word. We all know seven is short for several because seven, <laughs> yeah. seven is several numbers. numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Look it up. First, you, first you gotta last. Those first are the lyrics you need that. Endurance. First, you gotta last. Yeah, this song's cool. I like it. It's an A And they're, <laughs> they have, uh, yeah, they have some real guitar and some a little bit of drum rasp, which I was kind of feeling like we were missing out on on this album a little bit. Right. So I'm, I'm happy for that. A little bit of that. Yeah, not too much wrath on this album, that's for sure. Yeah. Not a lot of wrath. Okay, well, we're entering some weird territories for the next song. Yeah, I suppose we are, but before we do, I think we should take a small break. Okay. okay. Let's, uh, one, two, two three. three. Whoa, break! break. They shoot without shame. Hey, shoe without shame. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. Wasn't recording. Wasn't recording Discord. <laughs> nope. Fuck. Clip art it. Fuck. 
Territories. Flip it. Territories. <laughs> this is a. This is the fifth song on Power Windows. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about this one lyrically, Craig. Well, firstly, I just want to say you just need to drop a little edit pin in uh, so that we can go. Um, and now, journey with us to a tropical oasis in the Far East. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really hilarious lyric in this that uh i didn't write down uh one sec the better beer thing better oh, that too that's uh that's fairly poignant uh <laughs> 2023 yeah wow in uh alex and getty making the world a better place yeah with their, beer. with their beer so that's kind of cool Wow. Do you think this song inspired them to actually, like, get that off the ground? If this song was never written, it's like that other song where I was, I'm actually, am I looking at the right song? Or? They shoot without <laughs> shoes. But see, that's the thing for me. This is this is the final one of the songs that kind of blend a little bit to me. Uh, this, oh, I thought it was like, because it's like, I don't know, in writing they say, you know, show don't tell. Like, it, or uh, yeah, show don't tell. Like, don't write literally so i thought this was a funny like example of that that's also kind of a poor example uh -oh. this is so like the chinese call the country of their birth china like it's, uh -huh. like, like, it, like where do you what country do you come from i call i come from the country of my birth yeah. <laughs> well like, wait no. so what's the line before that it's, I see the middle kingdom between heaven and earth. Oh, well, that's what like, they call their country, dude. Like the Chinese call their country, the country of, of their, their birth. birth. Yeah. What? The middle kingdom between heaven and earth? Is that <laughs> yeah. what they call it? If you look at the <laughs> ID from China. Edit it out. <laughs> Cut it. No, Cut no, it off. I'm, I'm, I'm riffing. No, I, th I think <laughs> China might mean that in Mandarin. Yeah, I probably... Does and it's, just, a, it's uh, a clunky. Just, I think that the lyrics are actually really on point because it says, "I see this key, the middle kingdom of heaven and earth, like the Chinese call the country of their birth," which is actually really on point because uh, that's that they call it heaven and or the the point <laughs> the middle what kingdom. The fuck, are you talking about? I just was gonna like e like edit it right there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> edit it right there. <laughs> Like okay, just that, that was clean. Yeah, perfect. Cut that in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Right. Okay. okay. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This song is pretty interesting where it kind of does have like a, an upbeat kind of... Well, again, you know, it's it's what we were just explaining. Rush doing really well. Like um, when the lyrics get a bit more intense, uh, the, the music really follows suit really well. And yeah. this is one where the bass is really prominent. Like that whole... Yeah, yeah. That's pretty clutch. Um, uh, I've written something about that. And it's prominently sure. featured. And that's probably the standout part of the song to me. Uh, this is one that, uh, yeah. Again, it, it kind of B minus territory for me. I'm going to admit. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like crazy about this song. I, I think it's like they've done this before where they're like, oh, let me take you to another country. And we're doing, we're going somewhere because there's, listen carefully, it sounds eastern middle eastern yeah uh, or something it's uh right. or eastern i guess um i have 220 uh 
We're back to get the time that this synth sound starts. I regard this horn with scorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fine line. Yeah, it's that's it's that's not a high point in the rush cannon for me. Admittedly, much. admittedly, that's that true. is not a high point for me. And then it feels like we that. like hemispheres was years ago. Uh, <laughs> hemispheres, this years have better gone by. Food, better food, better beer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that part of the song. The There's other like, parts, it's I like, like slam poetry again, and oh, the slam, the slam poetry stuff gets me a bit. Like spoken word, like emphasis stuff. Sure. I don't know. I had four eighteen as a slam poetry. Is it the they shoot without shame? Maybe, probably. <laughs> yeah, Which maybe is it reminds me of Dream Theater a little bit. Oh, really? Is the slam poetry element? Explain. Yeah, they're like... Oh, man. Oh, where it's just like... Um, take the time. Oh, that, okay. I thought you were thinking of... Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Shh. Yeah. Just let me catch my breath. Do they do stuff like that? Yeah, I guess so. But this is cool. I like I like this part. They shoot Like, that horn shade. could be in Dream Theater, too. That horn... Yeah, I don't love synth horns, man. I'm gonna say it. I like synths, but synth horns to me yeah. seldom sit well. Yeah, they just don't sound quite right. Especially this era. Like this era is not ready for real sounding synth horns. Right. Even then, I'm like, like get a real horn, or let's just get out. Of here. Get a real horn. Get a real horn, bro. Is that when you you? Go to your closet and pull out your tuba, or what it's is a it? Trombone, trombone. Dude. Sorry, bro. Sorry. God. I could. <laughs> uh, I like the guitar at one twenty eight. It's like slightly heavier or something. Yeah. The Chucky yeah. yeah, that's a very rush part. Yeah. The whole wide world, um, an endless universe. Yeah, the lyrics are through the eyeglass in reverse. Pretty poignant uh, post-pandemic with the war yeah, going on certainly. in uh, Ukraine, overseas in Ukraine and Russia, and and yeah, borders are a construct, right? Uh, <laughs> that I'm seems to be the theme. <laughs> that seems like the theme of the song a little bit. Is borders oh, yeah. are a bit of a construct. Like that's that's what I was kind of getting at, right? Where it's they'll shoot without shame in the name of a piece of dirt for a change of accent yeah. or the color of your shirt. Like it is kind of these ridiculous, yeah. like you know, it's, reasons it's, to hate your neighbor. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of poignant, indeed. Indeed. I think I've said that word three times during this episode so far, so Damn. that's a roll. I'm on a roll. That's very, uh, that's that's, very mid of you. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. And speaking of mid... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now we're cooking. This, uh, this album, to me, finishes real strong. And we're starting with some of the strong ones here. Finishes, yeah. We're like basically halfway through, aren't we? 
Yeah, we're on the last okay. one tracks here. Right. So we're on the good middle fine town. finish. Middletown Dreams. Yeah. Like as much as I feel like uh up till now, uh Neil has really made strides with the way that the lyrics work with the music, uh or just with the po- <laughs> poeticism of the lyrics i guess i just think and the themes as well the themes are more maturing and kind of getting you know heavier or like uh i guess it depends on on what we're talking about but middletown dreams to me is uh it's like another song or a few of their songs like it's just it's a pretty mid it's a pretty mid (laughs) pretty mid uh lyric written yeah, lyrically. Yeah, it is funny. Like, looking at this album now, um, yeah, I mean, the lyrics are, as Neil is is known to be, uh, high quality, I'd say, but not at the same level that we've seen from some of the yeah. last few albums, for sure. Things it's are not a bit like more a... on the nose, a bit more. Yeah. These are lyrics for the, the simple man, for everyone to listen to and enjoy. I want to really chew on my lyrics and digest them. You know what is I mean? there a theme to this to this uh, album? Do you yeah, think? Yeah. So the theme is apparently the notion of um, power, uh, and okay. you know, so power in in money and territories and in windows and windows. This is a window into different forms of power. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, we'll talk about the cover later, um, but it's pretty cool. But we will talk. Uh, Get out of town. Okay. Out of town. (laughs) Out of town. This is one of the more singable songs. Yeah, this is my set. Probably my second, or maybe even my first favorite song on the album. uh, Despite being a little slow now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I walked with this best friend. And the Uh, kids barely me. I like the bass, feels a little more present. Uh, there's still a lot, there's a lot of O's on the album in general, but yeah. I think the O's are cool on this song. Ah! Yeah, the O, the, that, that moment is very pretty. It, it, it mirrors the, um, that witch hunt moment. The oh, mm. oh, like it's just very yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, uh, it hits. A release. It's a nice release, yeah. <laughs> The 140, the little guitar call and answer part is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it when there's more focus on the guitar. I just think it just gets washed out way, way too much in like modern at this point rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sequencer at 201 is bumping. Uh, and this, the synth at 236 is nice. I think it, I think I don't like a lot of this the sounds the synth sounds on this album whatever like some of the synth sounds are grating for me on this uh album but this synth at at this point I think really works and it's really really nice. Yeah. And it's definitely an album highlight for me that whole um it's after the line uh like a brilliant shooting star or whatever and then it goes into the And the yeah, the way the guitar complements that, I I love it. That part's so fucking cool. Yeah, it the feels guitar is really like sultry, kind of like the rhythm behind it. It's actually very, it's it's 
again like kind of subtle but cool like uh, yeah I, I know what you mean about the guitar not being as upfront but like things like that i'm still very into and as a guitar player, well and that's I, what i'm saying like i like that stuff uh but it don't just yell feels at like me doesn't get featured enough okay wait what yell is just when i feel like it the guitar right. doesn't get featured enough yeah yeah it, it is Maybe more than any other album, there's actually points where Alex just isn't playing anything for like long stretches. He's just like sitting there with his guitar, like <laughs> smoking, <laughs> nodding a doobie, his head, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the line dreams transform the ones who need to get out of town. That's pretty. That's pretty. I like that line. Yeah, it's like with the lyrics being kind of basic, but it—I mean, so, there's there's big feels to short lines and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Oh man, well, especially for the final chorus when we're just getting like Neil's playing accompanying, you know, drum fills behind certain lines, mm. and now we're getting strings behind it as well. It's just yeah, it it hits. It's it's emotional. It's sick. I like it a lot. A lot. I do find like the soundscapes get a bit too much uh, for me a little bit, but uh, this this one this one works pretty well. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's too much synth in in parts like that, like how you're talking about near the end there. I don't think there's like too much. There's sometimes there's too much synth. Yeah, that part it's more of a whole band thing. Yeah, the five oh five, the chugging ending caught my attention. I wrote here. Yeah. It's a good chugging. Right. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting uh, choice. Is this a song about settling for a life that's comfortable rather than taking a chance? That's is an interesting. Here? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It's understood by every single person. This is the final line. Uh, it's understood by every single person who'd be elsewhere if they could. So far, so good. And life's not unpleasant in their little neighborhood. Mm -hmm. that is definitely a line that comes back to me a lot and it, it again my god the perfect complimentary lyrics to the music it is like <laughs> things kind of drop out musically at that point it's it's <laughs> it's after a very busy intense musical section and then it's it gets a little quiet and um reflective i guess right uh and it does build yeah. back into something a little bit more heavy we go into the final chorus but yeah, that line in particular, right? It is like, I guess to me, I've always seen that as being just a little like con consolatory where it's like, um, like, I see what you mean. It's like, you could interpret that as like, just settle, bro. But it's like, look, things are fine where they are. Not to say you shouldn't be striving for, you know, your dreams outside of Middletown suburbia or whatever it is. Going, calling back to... Uh, um, subdivisions a little bit but uh yeah to me it's always just it's it's just another flavor in the song for for a song about ambition it's like yeah i mean that's the thing different idea of it like be ambitious i guess but yeah so i don't know but, I see but to mean. me it's it's it speaks specifically about uh like people who 
want to have big things and not doing those things, right? Kind of? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess it really paints a picture in the first part of the song, or, you know, in in the verses in general, but, you know, somebody closing the store early and they pull a drink out and start drinking, and it's really (sighs) painting a a picture of somebody who's in a place in life they don't want to be, seemingly, right? Like, um, or a middle-aged Madonna, like... Yeah, it's like day by day the seasons pass and leave her life alone, but she'll go walking out that door on some bright afternoon to go and paint big cities from a lonely attic room. Mm. Is it some bright afternoon or sun bright? Some. Some bright, yeah. Because that one to me always, it sounded like, oh, she'll do it someday. But yeah, it's like she is complacent, maybe this character where it's like... On some bright afternoon. One of these days, on some bright afternoon, I'll go out and I'll paint and I'll pursue, you know, my artistic endeavors. So, like, Middletown is just that. It's just sort of like, uh, (laughs) like how you were talking before, it's like the place between heaven and hell. Uh, yeah, it's what China Chinese would call like that's where I live. Yeah. <laughs> you go to China and just everything is actually the suburbs. <laughs> it's the suburbs everywhere. I don't think that's actually true. But... In the back of cars, suburbs. <laughs> suburbs. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, I'm detecting the emotion of being done. That song. Yeah, that's you're, you've detected correctly. It's time to move on to. Okay, well let's uh, d- uh, detect detector. some. Let's detect some other emotions here. Yeah. Well, what am I one, detecting in you? Does this one stir up emotions in you or what? I don't know. I, I like it in theory, but it's the same thing. It's like just the electronic horn and like the what are these synth sounds like i don't know uh, is this album still going is this the same like this is the same album it's just a, a lot of these songs are starting to sound the same to me a little bit with the synths and like the washi uh, guitar and i don't know I, I, that, I, that's my feeling sure um <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I was I was a little bit reflecting on the lyrics as you were talking about that as well. Uh, no, fair enough. I was just saying that I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I would say that I completely disagree because I think these are maybe some of the better, um, prettier prosed lyrics. Um, yeah, I'm kind of more talking musically. Oh, okay. Musically, the same. Uh, it's blending in with the rest of the album. Yeah, uh, Alex being yeah. a big chord that kind of it's yeah. very bright and then it's sh- chorusy, shimmery, open guitar strums, like laid back, stylized vocals, like less intense in still like still tight guitars or drums rather, but but just nothing like wild and wrath. Yeah, there's there's no wrath. Give up on there being <laughs> wrath. There's no wrath. Yeah. I just want some fucking wrath. You want wrath? Listen to ACDC, dude. All right. I'd rather. Well, just I'll listen. I'll listen to Hemispheres. I'm fine. Oh, okay. Or that. Sure. But twenty-one twelve. Something. Twenty-one twelve. That album. Nah, it's it's twenty-three thirty by now. Dude, I would rank this right up there amongst the, those songs. I, I I really like this one. Um, 
you know, from from the lyrics down to the music. Um, there's parts that I like. I'm not saying I hate the whole song. I'm just saying there's parts to me that are off-putting, and that to me, well, that's, you know, well, you might as well say you don't like it then. Jesus, off-putting. It's off-putting, but I like it. Nobody's ever oh, said that. No, I said there are parts that I find off-putting, as in yeah. sounds, specific points oh, in the song, sure. that there are okay. sounds that are off-putting to me, not the song in general. All right, all right. Uh, 252, there's a nice synth melody. Um, 335. So the th- 335. Oh, great. Pitchy, whammy, riddled solo. <laughs> It's so good. Oh my god. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I don't like it. I don't know. Podcast uh, over. I was gonna say yeah. that's literally a highlight for me. We're breaking up. Yeah, this I mean it had to happen with power with this. <laughs> I had a feeling it's only be this one of all. Oh shit. Shit, dude. Well, the funny. power <gasps> of power like, windows. Windows and the power it holds. Whoa. Whoa. A little death reference. Alright. Well, I mean look, I agree to disagree. The solo to me here is a highlight, and I think this is one where we're seeing something in the solo sections uh, that the band is doing really well and has, I think, developed over their career, where um, Alex will kind of leave these spaces in the solo. Mm. and, and, and it Best leaves... part of the solo. Oh, shut your little, <laughs> shut your little fucking mouth right now. <laughs> Are you done? No, dude, I, I literally wrote, there is there is pretty tight bass and drums under the solo, though. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like the way they're dancing under what the guitar's doing, I think is cool. Like, there's like a big, like, whammy bar, like, uh, what'd you call it, like, dive bomb thing. And there's this mm. ripping bass line underneath it. And it's yeah. fucking clutch. I love it. And uh, I, I like, like that. I like all the squawk and all the other stuff he's doing <sighs> too. So I whatever. Don't. It's in the ear of the beholder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't the song just have a cool like mood though? I feel like this and the final track. It's just like they kind of ironically the song is moody. Yeah. Mood. <laughs> it, it stirs up emotion uh, for some reason. It, uh, yeah, well, just for an album that, like I said, has kind of been a bit more, like, overtly, you know, I guess, positive sounding across the board. Um, these ones... Yeah, just- I'm sorry if I've been negative sounding throughout oh, the album, no. but <laughs> I just, I haven't had a great week. And, uh, <laughs> it's not my, it's not my favorite rush. Rush. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm taking it out on the pod. Sorry, guys. <laughs> No, no, that's fair, man. I, I am, I'm doing everything I can not to take it personally, and so far, doing a fairly good job. So, uh, right, no, well. it's it's just funny because it's like I, I wasn't sure what you would think about, for example, that section, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a highlight to me. I, I like the song a lot. Like I want to like this, but I listen to it and I like, I listen to it a few times, and I'm just like, I just can't, I just can't love it i don't know what it is about it it just sounds like uh nails on a chalkboard a little bit to me occasionally and that's enough that i just i'm like yeah i'm over it no that's fair all right well before we get into the final track i will just kind of read through some of the lyrics oh i just want to give some well the blues are <laughs> Before you do that, I just wanted to say the vocals uh, have some interesting character and work really well in the song. And I do, yeah, I was going to say I do sympathize with the lyrics. Um, yeah. yeah, 
I mean, it's... Un undermining I, your own ego is what I got out of it. Right. That's a good way of putting it, because it was like, I can't really think of a way to articulate, like, how these lyrics can be characterized. But, yeah, you know, when we lift the covers from our feelings, we expose our insecure spots. Truth is just as rare as devotion. Forgive us our cynical thoughts. Mm. Uh, or we forgive those who have cynical thoughts against us. Perhaps. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's true that love can change us, but never quite enough. Sometimes we're too tender. Sometimes we're too tough. Anyway. Great yeah, story. I think, you know, growing older, I can step back and kind of tell when I'm not in the right mood, like now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll look back on this pod and be like, man, I sound like a jerk. <laughs> No, you just don't. You just don't like this album. That's fine. That's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like I want to like, I, I want to like it, but I think that there's just certain hurdles that uh, are harder for me to overcome. Like, I like, I like in general, I like a lot of it, but right. some things are just like, yeah, I don't like that. You know, that specific thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into more of that sort of stuff, let's get into the final track here. Let's get into okay. let's uh, let's get away from that rhythm and into a, one of the mm, the mystic, mystic variety. Mystic rhythm. Mystic rhythm. Uh, I mean, whatever. Say it. Do, do do you like this one? Does this one do it for you? I really liked that this was the last song on this album. <laughs> 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 more o's more o's all right get the fuck out <laughs> this is man i like to know there's some really cool parts to this song yeah this one in particular just has a vibe to it that it really carries me away man feels like i'm floating through fucking time and space brother Something yeah Something about it. Super like there's is the guitar. Yeah, but they like do they play the guitar in reverse or something? Oh, there's some parts point, in here that yeah. I'm like, there's that's something weirds going on there. Well, there's kind of a section that you would think would be a solo section, but for one thing, it's 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 I mean not like it. It just seems like there are some backwards guitar lines kind of stitched into it, but uh, yeah. But for, for the most part, it just lets the kind of really sick bass line shine through, and it's. Uh, it's really groovy. Yeah, the song is just very cool and super unique in the catalog. Uh, yeah, pretty unique song. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you think uh, it's about? Uh, is there a power greater than me? Probably. That's what it's about, I yeah. think. All right, sure. Positing the question, the ultimate power. I guess that's kind of the interesting thing. It's like, all right, the final track on the album. What is the greatest power of all? But you know, mm. the creator of all things. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, I think I agree with you. There's funky bass. There's some really well done sounds that pop in, like here and there. Uh, this is another one that very much like Big Money has a lot of those kind of yeah keyboard synth stabs, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah, and and I think I, I agree with uh, what you said earlier about uh, maybe the mix, uh, the instruments feeling a little bit more like buried or something, or like just less um, sharp. I don't know, and not tonally. 
Uh, it's all the, on a key. It's all out of tune. Yeah, the drums are the drums are pretty tight. I like. There's some pretty cool little sections here and there. Um, I mean, the intro is pretty sweet. What does that go like? Oh yeah, pretty weird. It's like um um tropical beat or something. Yeah, a tropical tribal sort of thing. Yeah, like tribal is what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. And then a very interesting, quick little slap bass thing, and then a very in-your-face, you know, synth sound tone. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I really like it. I like it a bass. It's it's he slaps the bass on this album. I mean, they were right about it, and I love you, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I really got to say about that, to be honest. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I wish I did have more to say about this one specifically, but, um, it just is a super unique tune. Um, I like how it kind of, uh, you know, for an album where compared to Grace Under Pressure, uh, where that one kind of actually was missing a lot of guitar solos, uh, a lot of songs Mm. didn't feature really traditional guitar solos. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting enough device on this album that kind of does have more guitar solos again to pull the rug out from under you and, and take it away on this song where you don't get one, but instead you get mm. this kind of far out section where, yeah, it sounds like you're going through time backwards and things are... Yeah. Like, like honestly, dude, another one, the music video for this uh, uh, song is very good uh, and to be, okay. I, I'd say almost perfectly matches just the... Uh, the kind of the mental imagery I get from hearing uh, this song. So points, points for that all around. And uh, just, just a a gorgeous song, a great ender for what is the final crown jewel in the great crown of, of great rush albums, in my opinion, Craig. Yeah. I just saw the album cover on each of the songs. I actually didn't watch any of the videos. So, I mean, maybe I should go back and do that. Maybe I'll be like, oh, man, they're so good. This changes everything. (laughs) But uh, the album on a whole uh, feels like a fever dream. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It's just like less, it feels a little bit less eclectic, but like it's ironic because there's so many different sounds and things happening and like, um, you know, their sound has changed from even the last album, like it, it's changed a bit. And I think it, they do some things better and they do some things worse. Uh, some of the sounds, like as yeah. I've repeatedly said, are just not my favorite. Um, you know, they just start grading and I'm just like not, yeah. I'm not like excited to hear it like stuff after the first listen through some of these i was just like not excited to go back through it and listen to some of these songs again and that kind of bums me out a bit i'm not sure exactly how to explain it uh you know beyond that but uh yeah i just don't feel on this one i kind of know what you mean like for me the three tracks that i was uh you know, kind of humming and hawing about that kind of blend in. Like, I'll be honest, I'm probably never going to seek those out individually. Be like, I feel like listening to Grand Designs or like um, Territories, you know. Um, but to yeah. me, to me, the quality of the other songs make it uh, elevate the album up enough uh, to that integrateness. Um, but yeah, all of your, all, I think your points are valid. Like, I think some of the keyboard tones in this you know, as the story goes, they, they sound dated and, and some of them just are a little jarring 
just in a purely kind of almost objective way, right? Like, uh, we're just like getting sonically, some, yeah. sonically. Like, there's just some really high pitched, like, like you know, and even in the last track. But for me, it it, it manages to work. But just these really high pitched tones that kind of they can startle you if you're you know it's late at night and you're listening on headphones or something. <laughs> grace under pressure in general i say the keys when they were used they um i don't know they just were cooler it has that like cyberpunk vibe across the board on grace under pressure whereas this it's a bit more like we get some squawky tones we get some horn tones we get some like it's just a lot you get a lot and some of it does sound a little weird or dated or whatever but uh, yeah, to me, the 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 instances where it does work, uh, yeah, again, elevates the album into greatness. Uh, that does not is not the case for the next album, though, unfortunately. But it is more going in that direction. So I know what you're talking about, but I think I agree with you. You were right all along. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I like right to hear. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and again, it's not to say that I would never pick this album up and listen to it, but I have better albums to listen to. <laughs> On even from just from a rush standpoint, I, there's so many better things to listen to that I'm not just gonna pick this up and out of the blue and, and play it necessarily. Um, I mean, maybe that is the way that I would do it—is out of the blue as opposed to like actually being excited to, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do think that the cover art, which is a good segue, uh, the cover art is striking, uh, and it does stick out in my memory, like as having seen it m- multiple times. And when we first said we were, you know, that we were going to do this album, when I first like, n- you know, knew it was happening, that uh, and that's aware it. of this album at that point. I, I, ironically, I'm not that aware of the songs on it, but I'm really aware of the album in general, and oh, just like cover. that cover art comes to yeah, that cover art comes to mind okay. uh, when we're talking about Rush. Uh, it almost reminds me of like uh, like a like a metal cover, like it, it's almost like yeah, uh, totally Metallica or like Megadeth or, Megadeth. or so shirtless uh, skinny people. <laughs> skinny yeah, or Death. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, what's the death cover that that reminds me of just slightly. Uh, I well, can't think out, of it right shout now. Shout out to Ed Repka who uh, drew a lot of the, or you know, whatever created a lot of the death covers. You're right, though. It's very dark. Uh, I mean, quite literally, it's a person in uh, a dark room. I mean, so yeah, we'll describe what we see here as a you know thin young man, uh, shirtless, sitting on a chair, peering out a window looking at well he's faced towards a window but he's actually kind of looking at the you know camera we'll say um spiritual healing that's what oh, okay, well, yeah, for sure. some reason it reminded me of spiritual healing that's a person in a chair yeah um, <laughs> just that style of art i guess a little bit like that style of drawing yeah well it is also like somewhat uncharacteristically just like a, a fine you know like like this is art that you know it's very lifelike uh yeah. You know, realism yeah it's realism right uh done quite well um by Hugh. um there's by, also you by, know, sorry, it and, again oh, i know you already said it twice what's the artist's name again fuck Hugh syme oh it's Hugh syme okay Hugh syme yeah i thought it was someone else for some reason 
Nope, Hugh is back again, baby, as always, doing the art. Which I also just wanted to say, because there has to be a pun or two in the covers. There's, you know, what is a power window? Well, there's also TVs on the album cover here. Huh? So it's like, oh. Huh? You could say these little boxes that we're staring at all day that we put in our pockets are power windows. They have all the power in our lives. He's not even looking at it, though. He's well, looking at the, the window. Irony. Well, yeah. That's so to me, it's like it's like uh, it's like the start of a sci-fi epic. You know, this guy can tune into interdimensional, you know, windows. Oh, like sure, he's like yeah. clicking, and it's like he's looking through, and it's someone's room or something. Totally. Oh my god, that's. Really <laughs> Yeah, I like I think I how you're saying. I like the color contrast, the blue and reddish hues and the and the darkness of it. Um the font is clear. It it reminds me of the 90s kind of almost. I, although this is from the 80s, but mm-hmm. um it, after some reason it reminds me of the 90s. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice font treatment for again a band that has different, you know, font on every single like they never kept the same logo, right? Uh this one's cool. Yeah. Just yep. kind of big old balloon sans serif rush. I think it's pretty like sometimes their fonts are not that legible. No, like permanent waves. Famously, that font is not very legible, baby. And uh, I think this would look good on uh, you know flipping through an album cover. It's the right like dimensions, I think, for that. Like, uh, I guess I'm just mean, like, the art would look good at that size as you're physically scrolling. Right. So, again, you're talking about, like, flipping through records if you're like, what am I going to get today at uh, Mom and Pop's record store? Yeah. And is there, is it a... Old millennials. Is it a crack in the window or a branch or electricity that's like in in the window itself oh yeah it seems like there's lightning or something yeah like a weird fog lightning thing and then there's a crack in the wall that kind of looks like that a crack yeah pretty interesting cover actually there's a lot to look yeah and the guy's also pointing the remote at the window while looking sort of like in between the window and the viewer. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a funny point too, is that he's pointing a remote at the window. Like, what is a it backwards too? Idiot. Is the remote backwards? Oh, that's very hard to uh, discern. I don't know. Is there's two TVs? Yeah. Well, like one is three. on. There's that little one down in the bottom left, and then there's... Oh, uh, the thing that I'm looking at uh, kind of blocks it off a little bit. Oh, well, get that thing out of there. Oh, oh I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my thing? There is three. Four, if you include the window. Yeah, but we're not. Oh, okay. Crack yeah, really? This is a shirt back in the day. Really cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why it sticks out in memory. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I have the Pink Floyd, uh, the... Ah, I can't remember. Is it Have a Cigar? What's the album? Like, where they With shakes the hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shakes the hand and, and the man's on fire. On fire. Yeah. yeah. Classic Floyd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, well, yeah. That was uh, fun. I really love to get out of here quickly. <laughs> in other words, hate to rush off. 
I hate to I hate to rush off. Yeah, but we gotta. Um, but it was fun. Um, if you had fun, write in. Oh yeah, there's a. Uh, uh, we have an Instagram at Anthems Canada, and we've got a Gmail. If you want to email us at Anthems at Anthems Canada. <laughs> Wait. And that's Canada. Gmail at gmail.com. Yeah, right? baby. Anthem's Canada at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I am literate, I swear. Oh. Um, also, shout out to uh, Ryu, oh, yeah. Ryu Jita on uh, YouTube who correctly. Ryu Jita! Ryu Jita! You're a, you're a champ. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, di- I didn't mean literally, but I mean, I guess we can. Oh, we yeah, literally. okay. Uh, we put out a few names. That- Sorry, it was late. I see why these aren't... Uh- <laughs> I see why some people don't like saying words. Yes! <laughs> no! <laughs> I was actually hoping yeah. to do it again. Uh, Ryu Jita correct. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll stop this one. <laughs> Ryu Jita correctly uh, guessed the, the song. Uh, I put out uh, a, a, a little YouTube video, and it was, of course, me doing uh, uh, the Lavia Strangato bass solo. And uh, Ryu mm. Jita got that correct. It's Lavia Strangato. So. so claps. Oh, wait. Uh, hold on. There we go. Thank good, you. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes... <laughs> that one worked, actually. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for uh, <laughs> more of those name that guess that songs uh, that we'll put out on uh, the YouTubes there. And, uh, yeah, yeah some fun. You gave out our Gmail. I guess that does it. That's pretty much it. That's it. All right. Yep. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna until talk next about, time. Uh, another <laughs> What's the next album? The next album is uh, Hold Your Fire. Oh, okay. Burning bright. That's a long name for an album. Yeah, it's actually I took it's the the name of the album is actually from a lyric in a song on the album, and I sung Whoa, some lyrics okay. from which the huh. album name was derived. You see. Yeah. All right, bye, folks. Okay, bye.